welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. You know how much I love news, right, friend? Mm -hmm. Like, I really love news, but not like the serious stuff. I love all the nutty stories, like all the crazy ones. And you know this because when we used to be cubicle mates, I used to like include you in all those. Yeah. The one that messed me up the most was that knifing in, what was it, Canada on a bus? Dude had <laughs> his headphones on. What was that? That was a beheading. Yeah. Beheading. The guy got beheaded. I'll never forget that story <laughs> because I was ruined after that. And I thought, oh my gosh, Courtney, stop sharing news forever now because that was horrible. No. <laughs> No, but I, you know what? This one's not bloody, so it'll make you happy. But I found a good one this time, so I got to tell you about this. Okay. okay. All right. So I this just came up in my feed, so this isn't something I went looking for. But the title of it is awesome. It is Groom Humiliates New Wife and Eight Guys He Says She Cheated With in a, in a Wedding Reception Stunt. Eight? Eight. God. How does she have time? Okay. But it's a wedding reception. And... It's their wedding reception. Wait, hold on. When he does Are this. all of the men's there? Oh, just wait, friend. Oh, God. Okay. I, I'm getting okay. cozy. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the story apparently was shared on the Graham Norton show. Have you ever watched the, like, the snippets on YouTube of the Graham, Nor- the Graham Norton show? It's on BBC One. I've never watched it like live. But when I see stars I like and it comes up in YouTube, I watch it. You are so into YouTube and I am not. So I don't know any of those things. I don't know any of those things. Okay, let me, okay, let's clear this up. Her children watch YouTube a lot. So therefore she kind of gets sucked into this vortex of YouTube. I have not gotten there yet and maybe my cub is just not old enough yet. So, okay, continue please with this Graham Norton story. Is that what his name is? (laughs) Graham Norton is a show. Oh, it's sorry. Show. But show. So to clarify about the whole YouTube thing, yes, my kids love YouTube. But I like to watch YouTube for things like the funny stuff that happens on like Ellen or uh, like the the Late Late Show. Because I don't watch the whole shows, but I like the stuff they post that's just the funniest part right. or the just the interview. You know, so that's what I see of the, the Graham Norton show. But this apparently what they do is they do this thing on his show where they allow um, – a, a audience member to share a story that's supposed to shock everybody. So this is the story that this audience <laughs> oh, member Lord. shared. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and it was his friend. Apparently it was his friend's wedding. So the guy that was sharing it, it wasn't his wedding, but it was his fa- his friend's wedding. Okay. So when the groom, or I guess soon to be groom, because he found out before they got married. So he found out that she had been unfaithful. And instead of stopping things. I was going to say, if he found out before and he still showed up to the wedding, that's brave. All right. Okay. This is why I'm like, this is the nuttiest story ever. Because not only was it one or two, it was eight. Yeah. So, and they had like a really extravagant wedding planned apparently. And he decided to go through it so he could expose her to all their family and friends. This is, this is what? I mean, this is uh, eight. Oh, yeah. I'm still stuck on that number. Like, <laughs> is she like friends with like that chick that accused Kobe Bryant of his, his indiscretions? Remember she had like eight different semens in her panties? I'm like, dude. Ew. Yes. No, yes. Like so it was gross. crazy. I'm like, not just this one, but eight. <laughs> actually it might have been cool. more than eight i have no idea but how do you how do you have time <laughs> i have no idea like shouldn't this bitch it, be planning a wedding 
Uh, right, uh, you would think. But you. So apparently, this. Okay, so this story. Okay, so this guy, the guest, shared this, and I guess it was it was shared like a while ago, but it just came up in the news. Don't ask me why. And it was it's this part of the show on the Graham Norton show where it's called the Big Red Chair, and they're they're revealing these cringeworthy secrets. And if the secret's not good enough, like nobody's impressed, the chair gets flipped back. And this was like one of the only guys that didn't get flipped back. Because everybody was just like we're feeling about the story right now. They're like, wait, what? Wait, the chair flips back? Like on the show. Just, like yeah. you're just ejected <laughs> like guess. on an airplane. You're just gone. That's what it seems okay. like. Right? Okay. Okay. So um, he, I guess the groom. Okay, so we're back to the story. So the groom apparently decided to do it in this clever slash creepy way um and i guess this the writer of this article decides that it will shall shall now be known as the red dot game and what that was is they they went through the ceremony they went through the marriage they got to the reception and the groom stands up and he says that they're gonna play a game and he tells the entire wedding party to stand up so I think if I'm understanding the story correctly, all eight guys possibly were in the wedding store in the wedding party. What? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Cause he says, the story says he said, okay, he told the guests that he'd be playing a game. And then he asked the entire wedding party to stand up and the guests started giggling when they said they were going to play playing a game because they thought it was just a joke. Right. And so, Oh though, I'm sorry. So then he told the guests to do this. So maybe they weren't at the wedding party. I don't know why the wedding party was standing up. Okay. So he tells all the guests to turn their plates over, their dinner plates, uh-huh. and that saying that some of them had red dots on the bottom of them. And he told the people that who had the red dots to stay standing, which meant it was just eight <gasps> very confused men left on their feet. Okay, but so, how dare these guys even show up to this wedding? Show up to a wedding. Like, how right? rude. Like, this is the, the audacity. ever. So then he says... So the group says to the entire crowd that anyone left standing had slept with his bride while they were engaged. <gasps> and then apparently, so apparently it was, it went something along those lines. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please look at the eight men left standing? They have slept with my wife since we've been engaged. I am now going for an annulment. And he walked out. <gasps> I just don't think, I don't think I would have went to that extent. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, how nuts is that though? But what a horror. Let- well, that's just ridiculous. Because, like, I'm, like, not one, not two, but eight. But why would you and even all, go through with and, the wedding? Like, her, well, not him. Just, but, like, I know why he did it. It's for funsies, I, uh, obviously. I don't know why you would do that for fun. That's a lot of money to spend. <laughs> unless it was the bride's parents that paid for the entire wedding. If I was that dude, he's winning. If that's oh, the I case. Think he, he won, for sure. He, he got all he wanted. He wanted to embarrass her. And if you really think about it, the reason she probably went through with it is because she thought she got away with this eight times. And eight is just what he knows and are clearly people they do know because they were all there. Who knows how many men there were that she that he didn't know but about. But the nerve. I mean, the nerve of her to oh. even invite these men that she was right? sleeping with. Like, I don't even care if you told them, hey, once we get married you know, all bets are off. Like, I'm not going to be sleeping with you fellas any longer, you know, because... You still don't show up to yeah. the freaking wedding. <laughs> like... I don't know. I want more information. I want to look up this guy, the guy that told the story. That His name is in here. 
I'm not going to say it now because that would be like blasting him. <laughs> Actually, it's just his, his first name um, because I really want to be like, hey, I need more information. <laughs> like, who were these eight guys? Were they related somehow? Like, what is going on? <laughs> they are literally the hateful eight. <laughs> yeah. So that is my news story for today because okay. that probably won't be the only time I do that because wow. I love news. Like, I just, I have so many questions now. You're definitely going to have to look into this because I just can't. Uh, eight? I need more. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well. It's insane. Let, I guess we should get started. We should. Okay. I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one cub. I have been married to my husband for 10 and a half years. I work full time and curse in traffic. Who doesn't? <laughs> a lot. A lot. She does it a yes, lot. Yes, Courtney is present <laughs> on all of those. Uh calls anyways uh i have a new love for apple airpods and really wonder how the hell i was living my life without them they are truly magical i never thought that i would like them but damn it they changed my life thank you apple i was telling you about that i've been telling you about those for a year yeah but i don't believe you (laughs) what What the fuck are we friends for that's so stupid anyways I'm Courtney. I am uh, the mother to three minions who inevitably never agree to what they want for dinner on any given day. That's me. I'm a hardworking wife to my husband of almost 12 years. We're almost Wow, look at you. Getting there. Getting there. Um, But he did redo my closet just recently. I think I mentioned that before. So I feel like, like when they do something big like that, it buys them at least another year yeah. for good behavior. Yeah, for sure. Well, right. they didn't see the closet. And for those of you that did, oh, my gosh. It's nice. It's amazing. It's nice. And he did it it's in, so like, nice. so fast. It was, like, 24 hours. It was awesome. <laughs> and, he re- and he redid the floors. And that wasn't even technically part of my Christmas gift. So. Yeah. Um, but also, he's he's taking us to Disneyland in a few weeks. So he's a winner. <laughs> that is winning right there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, so if you haven't picked up on it yet, which means you have listened to none of our, our podcast, because if you had, you would know this. We both love to travel all the time. Um, but with that, we both have traveled internationally and have picked up a few tidbits that we think are useful and thought we'd share. Yeah. And I am so thrilled that I can finally say Paris went to Paris. That shit finally happened. <laughs> I'm so glad that finally happened for you too. Cause as you know, that city holds like a super special place in my heart. Um, the first time I went international was the Bahamas, which shouldn't have been a big deal, but did I ever tell you the story of the security debacle for that trip? No, but security for us in France was pretty much a breeze compared to fucking Cancun. I really hated their process. So when we went to the Bahamas, it was actually the first international trip my husband and I had ever taken together. We weren't married at the time. Um, oh, you weren't married at the time? I know. <laughs> Super. Sinners. Like, <laughs> sinners. We totally slept in the same bed, too. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, so this was back in the day before liquids were banned from planes. So right when we were getting ready to travel, that liquid bomb plot thing was thwarted by the United Kingdom. And it was uh, meant to bomb planes between Heathrow and the United States. So, and if people don't remember what that was, it was terrorists in London that were trying to sneak liquids like in their shoes or even just regular liquids, but they were replacing the liquid with bomb making materials or whatever. And that was what kind of caused where we're at now when we're not allowed to take liquids on planes. Um, But it literally happened overnight that they banned liquids. um, So they were completely banned. Well, my husband and I, we were going to, how do you say it? Nassau? Nassau? Nassau. 
Nassau. No, don't. I don't we, know. Okay. We're going to we're, the yeah. we, we, She went there. We, okay. <laughs> I went there. And uh, we weren't going for a super long time and we were only taking carry-ons. So we took, you know, everything on the plane in Las Vegas. There was no, this is when we lived in Vegas, obviously. There was no weird security. We went through the regular stuff. And we had a layover in New York. And in New York, um, I'm not even sure we were aware of the bomb plot thing yet because it happened so fast. So at our gate in New York, they went through every single person's bag that was going. Like they brought in picnic tables basically at the gate and went through every single person's carry on and threw away their liquids. It was madness. My gosh. You know, it's shit like that that ruins it for everyone. You know, I remember being a kid and how airplanes had a smoking section. Thinking back on that is crazy. Like, really? Like, really? A smoking section? <laughs> like, we're all on the same damn plane. <laughs> but when you say bomb on an airplane, all I can think of ben Still- is Ben Stiller, right? On Meet the Parents when he flips out and says bomb a bunch of times on the airplane. <laughs> bomb, 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 right? <laughs> and tells the flight attendant to take a those damn sticks out of her hair right and so she can understand what the hell he's saying can you believe that film came out in 2000 2000 friend you know i never did understand take the sticks out of your hair so you can hear me thing no i don't either she just had chopsticks holding up her hair that's all i remember i don't remember i I don't understand why he said that but can you imagine pulling some of that shit now i mean you get tackled beat up and dragged right off the plane oh yeah pulled some shit like that now oh yeah what is crazy is that it's only that movie was only one year after you know um the biggest tragedy obviously 9-11 which basically changed all air travel forever yeah no that's true um i I, i can't believe like how much the world has changed in all those years but now you know you're actually just making me feel old so (laughs) we're gonna move on okay (laughs) and and sad so let's just not um so international travel can be greatly different than traveling inside the u.s if you have never traveled internationally just so you know. Um, but especially when you're not prepared or aware of some of the rules. We all do it. Not enough research or too much incorrect research. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the moment and shit feels overwhelming and foreign. <laughs> foreign. <laughs> <I> did there? <laughs> foreign. foreign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did all the things to prepare for our trip to France. I went on Duolingo and I tried to learn French. Yep. Which I will tell you that it really does help. Uh, I went on Pinterest and I pinned all the blogs of people that went to Paris, how to dress for Paris in the winter and what touristy things that we needed to know and be aware of before we went. And though it did help, it didn't answer everything, which is okay because experiencing things for yourself is part of the adventure. Yeah, I didn't definitely do, I didn't do any of those things when we went to France, (laughs) but that was back in like hell, like she doesn't seven i think wow you think that i would be better about this but i don't remember um there was no dual lingo but i did buy books i did research and one of the biggest things that i was advised by people who had been to france was that you have to attempt to speak french basically just out of respect of their culture Mm -hmm. i know my attempts totally sucked but most of the time people appreciated i think i mean they didn't make fun of me at least not in any language i could understand right you're like well okay (laughs) <laughs> they're like I don't know what you're actually laughing right? at they're like this bitch sucks hey here's your coffee <laughs> you know I had heard the same thing you know about France and you know which is why I went to on Duolingo 
um, at least to be able to have some sort of the basics down. If you plan to travel and you don't speak the language, I cannot encourage you enough to download Duolingo. It really helped us with the language barrier. And I can honestly say that our experience among the French people was nothing but pleasant. You know, I did Duolingo, the free version, for a few months, of course. And um, I did it off and on before the trip. But then when we were getting super close to the trip time, it was, I was doing it on the daily. So for any of you that think that learning a different language is beyond your skill set, take it from a girl who failed Spanish two times in high school. Duolingo is the best way to learn a new language. And you know it's true since they're not a sponsor. <laughs> that is all 100% the truth. <laughs> I don't know how you spa- how you failed Spanish. I did. Just... I, me either. Growing up in Los Angeles, you would think <laughs> a girl could speak some Spanish. I only knew the bad words. <laughs> and that doesn't help in Spanish But that's class. because you're around all the people speaking it naturally. Right. That's all they were saying. Right. But isn't right. it funny about um, bad language, how you pick up on that the first thing is that's always what you pick up on it's yeah it's crazy to me it's the important it's important i guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've heard i have heard of that app um i've never used it myself but i had had the oldest minion download it because he's in spanish and he does well in it but he he just pushed himself he pushed himself so far he's he's ahead um a grade level ahead of what he should be now and so it just helps with the extra practice i guess my, you know, issue with our last international trip was we were going to way too many countries uh, to learn all of the languages because that's the beauty of international cruising is that you're going to hit more than one country, most likely. Listen to Courtney. <laughs> I, you know, just went to too many countries. It was Shut just too up. many. And I'm throwing my locks over my shoulder. Oh, the here fuck we I go. am. Here that we go. Not me at all. Well, I'm now using Duolingo to prepare for my trip to Spain. Yep. Finally taking Espanol seriously and I'm killing it. I will just have to speak it with a lisp, though. You know... You said that, right? This. And I this. actually, there is, yes. there is a uh, commercial out uh, that's like that, that is like a guy, it's, it's a credit card commercial or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy is in this inner, inner monologue and he's like, is he's talking about his friend's credit card and about how is, is his card better than mine? And is that how he bought his, his ticket to Barcelona or is it Barcelona, Barcelona? What is he? And I'm like... <laughs> I just started laughing because I just was like, I don't understand. And, and so I don't, I don't really get it. Why is there a lisp? So here's what I heard. Um, it's because like years ago, you know, before YouTube, okay, <laughs> this king <laughs> of Spain had a lisp. So his subjects or peeps or whatever you want to fucking call them, whatever, they didn't want him to feel odd. So they started speaking the language with a lisp because he had a lisp. Okay. Now. How true that is, I don't know. Maybe he beat his subjects for not speaking like him. I'm not Wikipedia people, all right? I don't even know how the fuck I know that. It's just, I just, I know it. Somebody told me a bajillion years ago about it, and maybe it was totally false. And maybe I should have looked on Wikipedia before we went on the podcast. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Research. (laughs) That's like a, that's a huge change to make just for your king. I mean... Beating them does sound possible, unless he was just that beloved. Maybe. But that's interesting to say the least, so maybe you should research that. You're welcome. Or should I say, de nada. Well, I learned a new thing. Now I'm done with this day. I'm out. (laughs) 
Automat. <laughs> so back to traveling internationally. I am not sure what I expected, but I certainly was not prepared to be a security risk. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, Paris is a security risk. It was apparently stamped on my boarding pass in some secret code bullshit. But not not for reals, though. It was really like SSS, I think, which apparently means secondary security screening. Well, <laughs> clearly they knew you well. As soon as you step foot into their country, you're a risk. <laughs> At four foot what now and looking like a 12-year-old? Oh, oh, yeah. You're dumb. Okay, asshole. I, <laughs> I was dressed pretty fucking nice, I will say. I don't fly ugly. You know this. So I do not look like a risk, in my opinion. All right. Oh, no. Hold on, though. Because see, everyone else, no one else gives a shit about how they look except for you. So it makes you stand out, thus making you the one that's probably the most of risk. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to be molested by security, you need to blend in. Have you learned nothing? See, this is why you and I need a trip together very soon. So you can teach me the ways, Courtney. Well, clearly, I don't know shit, because this also happened to me. <laughs> so what did they do to you in this whole SSS thing? Oh, God. Being an SSS, not an ass, but an SSS, <laughs> well, you're that means too. my family got the fast pass to go through magic security without getting felt up, and I got the joy of, you know, them going through my perfectly packed suitcase and wanting to cry while they molested my Christian Louboutins. <sighs> don't touch my babies. <laughs> now who sounds all uppity that's you that, me me it's me people <laughs> you should have asked them if uh you could upgrade to a max pass and get that shit done faster uh -huh. i mean if disney can do it why can't airport security now to clarify which airport did this happen and which direction were you flying uh-huh so speaking of max pass you're right i should have but max pass for travelers is called global entry and my stupid ass didn't turn my shit in on time to get it and my husband did have his okay but he ain't gonna leave my ass well i guess he could have <laughs> <laughs> hence god making my life rough in dublin in their security line so that's where i was dublin for those of you that are confused we had our layover in dublin when we were flying home from france which let me tell you was the most interesting shit i have ever witnessed if you are not fit can carry all of your own shit all of that luggage that you like decided you were going to carry on because you don't want to fucking check it because you don't want them to lose your shit that <laughs> this layover is not for you friends all right my family and i had to go up and down about 900 stairs shit you not because apparently dublin doesn't like escalators i think they had one in the entire fucking place i can't even i i'm picturing it in my head and it just makes me mad <laughs> we barely made our flight which was on final boarding you know flashing final boarding when we got to the gate and remember that sss on my boarding pass well the lady at the gate informed me that i am a security screen bitch <laughs> and i was like hell no no she didn't Take the sticks out of your hair. No, I'm kidding. She didn't have sticks. But I already went <laughs> through the Dublin Zoo. I want my family with me, you know, because she wanted them to go ahead of me. Oh, hell no. But she did let me go with them. Thank God. You know, because so God didn't want me to murder somebody in that fucking airport. So this sounds so eerily simil uh, similar to my experience in Iceland. A few years ago, my husband and I were going on a Scandinavian cruise, and Iceland was our layover. Well, first... 
this is where research and planning come into play. I'm stupid. Just <laughs> she is not. <laughs> I didn't give us any breathing room between the flights and our crews le- leaving. So I guess it was just dumb. Um, but I guess all countries other than America have an issue with escalators because Iceland, they don't have any either. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, seriously. So, and when we landed, we were headed to Denmark, which is where our cruise is leaving. And we only had a short, like maybe an hour, 15, hour and a half layover. And there were literally hundreds of people trying to get upstairs to customs, but it was stairs, not like an escalator. It was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. If you have ever, just kidding. If you have never, not, what? If you have never traveled internationally, Do not let these minor mishaps scare you. They are really meant to give you some insight on what you should really expect, all right? Because we're giving you the real deal. Like I said before, experiencing things for yourself is part of the adventure. That is so true. That's true. But basically, if I had done my research, I would have known that Iceland is a large hub and entrance to the Schengen area. I had never heard of this and honestly didn't realize what it meant until we got to Denmark and was like, uh, why aren't we going through customs? Uh, sh- shake and bake. What? What is that? <laughs> Shen Yun? Like the it's... flying Asians or no. Shanghai or Shen shenanigans? What was it? It's not Chanel. No, it's <laughs> Shangen. You went like designer on me. <laughs> <laughs> it is Shangen. I know. I had to listen to something on YouTube just to even try to figure out to pronounce it right. That? Well, you know what? Thank you, YouTube. You make us the most smartest. <laughs> Seriously, because the spelling of the word doesn't tell you shit, but it's, it is a different language. I don't know whose language it is, but whatever. But anyway, <laughs> the Schengen area is comprised of 26 countries that have basically abolished their internal borders to ease restrictions on travel. And then as well, they, they work in coordinate, like coordination with each other with common rules. Um, and then they work together to defend and handle the outside border. So to be as simple as possible, once you've entered one of those countries, you go through customs, you don't have to do it again until you enter, or I should say, until you exit one of those 26 countries and leave that that area. But if you go into any of those other 26 countries, you don't go through customs again. So we didn't know this rule. I didn't know anything about that. And so we go, we land in Denmark and we walked right from our gate to the taxi line. And I was positive. We're going to get arrested. Like something's going to happen. Where the fuck's customs? You're definitely a fugitive. Just going to point that out. <laughs> Because that's Probably. just crazy to me. How do they keep all that shit straight? I mean, you're like saying the story and you're like talking about 26 countries that have... I'm like, what? This is crazy. Yeah, no, no clue. No clue, dude. But can you imagine anything like that here? <laughs> no way in hell. I mean, it's 26 countries working together. It does sound like some made up bullshit. And I, and I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it for myself. On And on our cruise, we touched five countries. And in all of those five countries, the only one that we had to go through additional customs was Russia. Because Russia is not part of that 26 country thing. Total bullshit. But I guess it's real shit, people. One thing to note to our listeners that have never traveled out of the country. The obvious thing is, of course, having your passport. But here's one thing to note. Okay. If your passport is six months before the expiration date. They will not let you travel out of the country, friends. Okay, so really, if your passport is good for 10 years, really, it's only good for nine and a half years. So that's a good mental note that some people don't know. I had a friend who actually was at the airport about to fly to Africa, but his passport was about to expire in, I think, five months. They told him no, even after he paid for his travel and everything. uh, They did their little typing on their keyboard. Computer says no. That's exactly what happened. Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, make sure that passport is good to go. Which reminds me, I gotta renew mine. Shit, get on it. It expires this May. Get on it because we going. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thanks for that. This Boeing is a going. That's not my line. It was from somebody on Southwest. (laughs) Anyways, Um, so back to my trip back from iceland or actually back from denmark uh, so flying back home i learned that additional screening things that happen are actually not directives of the country that you're in they come from the united states what? because you're headed from that country into the united states and they and they instill these rules or insist on these rules mm-hmm. that are happening at airport security in the country that you're leaving before you step foot in the america in, in the u.s so um I, this is all news to me. Didn't know that. So when we landed in Iceland as our layover on the way home, I was flagged for additional security. But I'm pretty sure there was no SSS bullshit on my ticket. Like, I don't think so. It probably was. I didn't you actually, just don't read. <laughs> maybe. There's that. Um, I didn't know, though, actually, until my ticket was scanned at customs. And unlike you, I didn't get to stay with my husband. I was taken with my carry-ons into a room by these security people. And my husband was told to just keep following the, the hallway. Then they would He would find me, basically. And they unpacked all of my extremely carefully packed souvenirs and dirty clothes on top of that. Like, enjoy that, fuckers. <laughs> um, and once they determined I had nothing illegal, they just started shoving shit back in. And I had some, like, breakables. And so I was like, uh, can you stop? Can I do that myself? And it was kind of like, they kind of gave me, like, an attitude about it. I was like, no, fuck off. So um, I had just basically, I had to painstakingly repack everything. Then I come out to find my husband and he was all panicked because they didn't tell him where to wait. It took a long time because obviously they unpacked all my shit and I had to repack it. So then we get to our gate where my ticket beeped again and they made me stand aside and re-verify my identity. I had to show them my passport again, even though I had already gone through customs. (laughs) Yeah, ridiculous. And then we get on the plane and I'm thinking, Jesus, this is taking forever. Thank God, though, for whatever reason, going out. It wasn't as bad as coming in with the crowd. So we weren't like running, you know, to meet our, our layover. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. So we're on the plane finally. And as we're buckling in, a stewardess now comes down and she's got this little handheld device. <clears throat> and she asked me, trying to figure out if my name matches the name on this device. And I, you know, once it was all said and done, my husband looks at me and he was like, what the fuck did you do? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do anything. You know what you need to do, friends? You need to get global entry. That's what you do. Okay. Don't be like Paris and Courtney. We are much smarter now in 2020, just so you know. So be us now, the 2020 version. Seriously. (laughs) Learn from our mistakes, friends. That's why we're doing this. Learn from our mistakes. Oh, and let's talk about money. All right. Mm. Get your Mm -hmm. foreign currency from your bank before you leave. But keep in mind not to get too much of it because you need to be mindful of the exchange rate. Mm-hmm. that damn exchange rate you don't want to come home with money left over because you won't get what you paid for it basically we were in france for four days and took 300 euros which worked out perfectly you can use your credit cards of course but make sure you have a card that will do the exchange rate for you look into that shit before you leave you know you don't want to incur any of those crazy ass fees yeah I honestly can't remember what we did on our last trip, but that's some sound advice right there. I find carrying cash to be really nerve wracking though. And that's just in general, that's wherever I'm at. Um, but so this time you, you really have to be prepared. I do remember one thing someone told me about Paris and it was to be super careful about pickpocketing. Oh yes. It didn't happen to us, but I had a friend visiting France at the same exact time that we were there. 
actually. <laughs> and I guess they got accosted by some gypsies and her husband got pickpocketed, which really sucked. And in France, those signs about pickpocketing are fucking everywhere, people. Okay, they're all over the damn place. It almost makes you more scared. <laughs> I had one of those travel pouch thingies under my clothes. Calm down, not a fanny pack. Uh, like travel. I, hey, shut it. I love my fanny pack. They are coming back. I don't care what oh, you say. Shit. They better shut not up. come back in camouflage. <laughs> if they do, I'm buying you one. There we go. Okay. Anyways, back to my um, pouch <laughs> thingy. Not pooch. My pouch. <laughs> uh, my husband, God love him. He refused to let me carry his wallet and Nevada ID, but... I was good enough to, you know, carry his passport and all. Just not good enough to carry his Nevada ID and his credit cards. Just not, none of that shit. You know, even after I told him what had happened to my friend, he was like, babe, I'm good. Stop worrying. I was super paranoid the rest of the trip. And all he had to do was give me his fucking wallet. It's simple. <laughs> He's lucky nothing happened. But friends, be aware that it can happen to you. Yeah. So though we want to see all those beautiful sights, there are predators everywhere. We also had one of those pouch thingies um, and we never have had any bad run-ins in any of the countries we visited. So I'm extremely thankful for that, but you need to be vigilant everywhere you go. I mean, most tourist places are extremely, you know, they're, they're extremely packed any of the big places like the Louvre, for instance. And speaking of, how did you enjoy that Paris? Did oh we ever talk about gosh. that? Oh my gosh. No, we didn't. But you know, uh, we also went not at peak season, just so you guys are all aware. We went in November, so it's not nearly as crowded as probably the time that Courtney went in. Where did you, when did you go? April? No, no. It was like June or July. This oh, shit, I should Super this. peak I season. Know. That's yeah, like that. high season. So uh, the Louvre was one of the most impressive places I've ever been lucky enough to visit. You know, the outside was gorgeous. And I, you know, I was an art major in college. So being able to see some of the pieces of art that I had studied, you know, in my books and seeing them in person was it was mind blowing. It was all the things that you can imagine, like, you know, it was euphoric, whatever. Um, I know a lot of people are underwhelmed by the Mona Lisa, but I have to tell you, friends, I found her to be quite impressive and beautiful. You know, our timing was perfect, apparently, right? Because they had just renovated you know around the area around her a month prior to our visit, and now it's more in a structured way to see her but before it was just a clusterfuck and now they called disney the louvre called disney to find out how to properly let folks see some shit and bam it's a zigzag line two zigzag lines to get up to her and they only let about like i want to say eight to ten people up to see her and you can take so many photos without a million other smartphones in your shot it's it's epic that's so cool to see the pieces that you studied as a student and I was not underwhelmed by the Mona Lisa. I loved her. But let me tell you, when you posted the photo of walking in line to see her, <laughs> that was not my experience at all. I got to visit during the clusterfuck time. <laughs> <laughs> my husband basically helped push me up in the crowd so I could get a good look of her. Because it was just fucking He was probably pushing ridiculous. your boobs into people. That too. That would get people um, out of the way. And he was pushing me by my ass. So I think <laughs> that it was really a way to feel me up while we were in a crowd. So there's that. <laughs> but, you know, even when I did finally get to the point of being near her, it was hardly enjoyable. Because mm. I was getting elbowed in the ribs and stepped on by some, you know, unruly fuckheads. Um, one of my favorite things in the Louvre actually was the mummy they have. I couldn't get over all the detail and the preservation they had. Yeah, no, I did see the mummy. I saw um, all the, what do they call them? The tombs, 
Mm-hmm. Cough- yeah, the they don't call them coffins, cool. right? They call them tombs, right? I don't know. Shit. Okay, well, I guess Paris isn't an art major anymore. <laughs> it is a tomb, right? <laughs> I look so confused. I don't know. Dude. Anyways, now I'm just if you were planning confused. on going to the Louvre, a piece of advice that I have for you to do is the guided tour. It really does not cost that much money, and the guide speaks English, people, and will answer all of your questions. So, you know, we hit all the high points of the Louvre so that we didn't miss anything. Also, for the three of us, the cost was about 75 American dollars, which in my mind was a steal compared to, you know, what I'm used to, which is Las Vegas pricing. And that was with a guide. So it also gave us full access to the museum once the tour was over. And you really can't beat that. So when we visited France, I feel like we were kind of going by the seat of our pants. I mean, we knew some things we wanted to see, but I didn't have tours or anything like that planned. But my husband's childhood friend lived in France at the time, so he was sort of our guide. Like, he even drove us out to the Palace of Versailles, which was one of the places I was really dying to see. Um, And it didn't disappoint. But little did I know the entire time, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was trying to plan the best place to ask me to marry him. So the uh, top of the top of the Eiffel Tower won that one. <laughs> Aww. You know, I really wish that we could have gone to the Palace of Versailles, but we just weren't there long enough. But I also would rather see it when the gardens are in full bloom because I hear they're stunning. They really are. It's gorgeous there. I mean, that's kind of the thing about international travel, the time it takes. You have to account for the travel time, which is clearly longer than it would be if you were traveling in the States. Then you have to be very specific in the things you want, you're wanting to do. So you don't miss things on a short, that short time frame you might have. So like, for example, the Scandinavian cruise that uh, my husband and I did, it's really kind of a perfect example of that because we didn't even have a full day in any of the countries we were visiting, but I knew exactly what we wanted to do in every stop. And also the thing, nice thing about a cruise is, and you know this, Paris, is that you can easily book crew excur- uh, crew cruise <laughs> cruise excursions uh, that are going to take you everywhere you want to go during your time at port. So, for example, in Saint Petersburg, Russia, we went to the Hermitage and the Peterhof Palace, um, and yeah, the cruise tour made it like super easy to do, which. I mean, my husband speaks Russian, so it wouldn't have been that difficult. <laughs> That's <laughs> super helpful. You know, just having helpful. a Russian-speaking person in your pocket. <laughs> let me, well, let me just tell you, it's not super helpful when he flourished with the customs trick. And so it took me like a good five minutes oh, to get through hell? customs. I get out. I turn around. He's already coming through. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what just happened? And he was just like, she liked mm. me. Screw off. You're stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you did marry Keanu Reeves and all. So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we're planning on going to the Mediterranean um, on a cruise there. So I am sure trying to make plans at every single stop that we go to. The one I'm looking forward to the most, though, is Vatican City. And that excursion is going to be the most expensive fucking excursion ever (laughs) ever okay but you got to think it's a once in a lifetime event yeah i would definitely do that and that's a good point too i mean you really want to make the most out of this chance that you get you don't know if you'll ever get a chance to go again and there's just so much beauty and history out there so do your research before you travel friends if you don't do your research be prepared to have 
a super frustrating trip. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like in this day and age, if you don't do your research, why are you even alive in this generation? Use the tools that Google graced you with, people. The Google gods give you all the powers, friends. (laughs) Take advantage of those and enjoy your trips. Feel the power of the Google gods. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic you'd like to chat, like us to chat about on our podcast, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week, people, for a brand new episode. I promise it's going to be awesome. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Out.